Hey, this is Michelle. I have a couple of thoughts for you today out of um, Matt's sermon that came mostly out of Acts 2.42. He was talking about um, this verse. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Um, he talks about this idea of common unity. What does it look like to have really, is, is that what community really is, is common unity? Um, he asked some really good questions that I think are worth thinking about. One is, what is the best community that you've ever been a part of? Like, I think I want to ask a lot of people I know that this week, like, what is the best community you've ever been a part of? And like, what are, what were the marks of it? Like, what, what is, what makes up a really great community? And was it a spiritual community? Or was it like a really great soccer team or something? Um, just really curious. I'm curious about that and what that looks like in our modern world. Um, another question he asked is, what does Holy Spirit-infused community look like? Oh, such a good question. What does Holy Spirit-infused community look like? And have you ever been a part of a community like that? Um, I have, and... I mean, I could talk for three hours. Lucky for you, they don't give me that much airtime. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, like when you are a part of a Holy Spirit-infused community in that you are a part of a people who are seeking desperately to follow the Holy Spirit, who are really busy setting their sails to catch any wind that the Holy Spirit might throw at them. Um, and then you end up in some crazy places doing crazy things just like because the Holy Spirit leads in beautiful and often unexpected ways. Um, so have you ever been a part of a Holy Spirit-infused community? And what does that look like? Um, I just think that that's a really interesting thing to think about. I want to pull on that for just a second. This is Acts 4.12, and it's a similar idea. Um, but go with me. Acts 4.12. The apostle performed... Apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Wow. Did you catch that? There are some crazy things happening, and I think Matt did a good job. He said that this is the honeymoon of the church and not necessarily the marriage, but we are definitely in a really amazing honeymoon phase, and what is happening with the church that is acting in complete unity and the Holy Spirit is just so powerful. Um, I want to pop back a minute to Acts 4.32. They said, all of the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed any of his possessions as his own, but they shared everything they had. And with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There was no needy person among them. Okay, I just want to just reemphasize this idea of what is happening in the way that they are in complete unity 
as a body, that they are, it says all of the believers were one in heart and mind. Um, if you've been listening to these little devos I've been doing, I've talked about this before, but they are contending as one man for the faith of the gospel and much grace was upon them. So then I just wonder, is it this crazy common unity among them, the way that they're living in such generous surrender to each other and the way that they're taking care of the need. He says that there was no needy among them, that people were so generously giving and living so open-handedly. And this is, you know, where people are selling their lands and giving them and stuff. And then there's this crazy, miraculous signs and wonders that happen. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. I mean, so much so that people were just laying their sick on the street so that Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. I mean, what kind of anointing must have been happening in order for the Holy Spirit to even be using the shadow of the apostle Peter to heal people? And I just wanted to underline this. So crowds gathered from all of the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and their tormented by the evil spirits, and all of them were healed. I just want to underline that word, all. Because I feel like in my experience currently, I go like, not everybody I pray to be healed is healed. But for some reason, at this particular era of the church, I don't know if that's a bad translation or not. But that is really interesting that everybody who was brought, all of them were healed. And I wonder if it had to do with the unity with which they were living in. Is something about that unity and that kind of surrender to the Holy Spirit in conjunction, is that what causes a powerful release of the Holy Spirit amongst the people? Is that what releases miracles and healing and wonders? Is it? Is it? Could it be? I don't know. I'm not God. I can't claim to know such things. I'm just looking at the scriptures and wondering when all of the believers are one in heart and mind and they're just following the Holy Spirit in really radical ways. And when the Holy Spirit says to go, they're going and they're living and supporting one another. And then they're in this, like all of them are healed era. And I'm like, it's interesting when it says like the people are gathering from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick. Like it reminds me of like the four friends who carry the guy in his mat and then like rip the roof off and drop the paralyzed guy down in front of Jesus. You remember that story? Like, you know, the four friends, like I just feel like everybody has caught that memo. And like from all of the towns all around Jerusalem, people are like, pack them up, we're going. And like everybody's carrying all of the stretchers. It's like all of the sick are coming. I just, I just wonder about the power of the move of the Holy Spirit right here in this era. And is that what makes a walk with God feel like this honeymoon phase because of the crazy unity and the crazy surrender to the Holy Spirit? Is he able to move amongst them and unleash something that is unprecedented and maybe not? And then like, how often is this repeatable? You know, is is this the kind of thing that you've ever seen? Have you ever been a part of a community like this where you see the move and the power of the Holy Spirit like this? Um, you know, I'm glad that I am not God and I'm not the one who decides who gets healed and who doesn't and how that all works. And I want to be really humbly surrendered to him and his lordship and his sovereignty. 
I'm just really curious about the scriptures here. And I can't dismiss it and go, well, that's just, you know, I just go like, God, is there something we're supposed to be aiming for or hungering for here amongst the unity, the way they're taking care of the poor and the widows in their midst, the way that they are, that there's no one in need among them, that they're living in one heart and one mind and radically following the Holy Spirit. And then that word all gets dropped. I don't know. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you give us wisdom to know what it would look like to live in this common unity, to live in such a full expression of community the way that you would have it, Holy Spirit, that you would be able to move amongst us in unprecedented ways. God, would you help us? Would you help us to learn from you and to follow you and to trust you? God, teach us. And Lord, I pray that your scripture would come to life. And I pray that in the midst of our communities, that we would experience a surrender into your presence and into your ways like never before. Holy Spirit, lead us. And may we see a powerful, just distinctive move of your hand amongst us. Holy Spirit, come. Amen.